Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Y'all, it's me, Slim, or whatever. Um, I am back with another episode of Your Divorce Fairy Godmother. And today's episode is about being the ugly wife. And what prompted this was, of course, social media. And I think either I heard it on a podcast or I seen it on on a post about um, the woman was saying that she was at home being his ugly, frumpy wife. And that made me think like, dang, was that me? And I know that sometimes like we let ourselves go being at home, taking care of kids and stuff like that. But I really want to kind of dive deep into what that means in this episode. So if you are new here, I am Slim. I am the host of this lovely podcast uh, called Divorce Fairy Godmother. And honestly, the name is still TBD. <laughs> um, it was loudly divorced prior to this. And also, guys, I this is another car, car episode. So there's that. And um, what else? Any other announcements that I need to tell y'all? Any other announcements that I need to tell y'all? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't think I have anything anything to update you guys on. Um, except I am finally, I think I said this in like 2021, I'm finally getting around to clearing out my computer room to actually turn it into an office slash studio space for my podcast. I mean, for other things, because I do work from home. So for other things as well, but specifically, I am designating an area to my podcast, for my podcast. And honestly, guys, I'm going to interview my mom. And I know I said in another episode that she was a narcissist. Although she does have narcissistic tendencies, I'm still going to interview her for the podcast. Um, Maybe. That's what she says. Yes, I didn't ask her yet. But anyway, um, what else? I think, honestly, I think that's it. I think uh, in one of the episodes, I told you guys that my oldest was accepted to the volleyball team. Yeah, she was, um, they, she tried out for the volleyball team and she made it. Uh, And today was her second game. I did miss her first, y'all, and I triggered. But oh, I'm triggered because my first track meet, actually, my mother did show up to my first initial track meet, but it was like there was no feedback. There was no go Cassie. There was no nothing. She was just quiet and whatever. And I was like sad because I tripped. Whatever. Yeah, I was sad because I tripped and I was just like, dang, girl, you ain't going to encourage me. You ain't going to say like you got it. None of that. Anyway. um, Yeah, so that was that. And then I missed her first game over something very silly but it was it was what it was I got to see her second game and um I kind of got to see where her weaknesses were and today after she did lose the game they lost both games I made her practice for like an extra hour and it wasn't a punishment it's just I know that you can be great because I tell y'all all the time well I've told y'all a couple of times since talking about cheerleading we come from athletes like we come from athletes I am an athlete I ran track my uncles played basketball. Matter of fact, my father coached basketball. Like my, We come from athletes. You hear me? Athletes. So I cannot let her go out on the court and be embarrassed in my family name like that. 
So we practiced her serves. We practiced her spike. Well, we didn't practice her spikes yet. We practiced her. Um, we, we've just been practicing. And honestly, I felt so good doing that. She felt like crap. Um, but I felt good because I wanted her to feel the frustration and I wanted her to keep going anyway. Um, so I feel like it was mission accomplished. Next is cheerleading. So we actually have to start uh, gearing up for that. But outside of that, um, yeah, uh, it was pretty good. I got some of the other moms numbers on the team. And I think we were all in agreement that uh, the girls do not have any type of team camaraderie. So we need to do something about that. And um, I think that's pretty much it, honestly. Like, yeah, that that's it uh, for Coach Mom. Um, Lily is just Lillying. Uh, she is, it seems like she's reverting because she's getting older and she doesn't want to not be looked at as a baby anymore. So I'm dealing with that from Lily. Uh, what else? And, oh, finally, maybe this is TMI, but just in case any other women are listening out there, it's been a year since I've been to the gynecologist and I'm supposed to go twice a year because of um, the issues that I had before Lily, my second daughter, was born and after she was born. Um, I had cysts on my fallopian tubes and I had cancer on my cervix. So I'm supposed to get checked twice a year. I did not, but I did finally set up an appointment. So yay me, going to get checked out. Um, And then I did set up a psychiatrist appointment because you just, you never know. I, I feel like I need to get evaluated because I keep looking online and seeing like all these symptoms for ADD and ADHD and bipolar disorder and stuff like that. And honestly, I don't think I have any of those, but I would rather get evaluated um, because I've been diagnosed with PTSD. But honestly, if you're black and you live in America, most of us have PTSD. So there's that. Um, What else? I'm finally going to get some eyeglasses because I can see at night and I honestly have 2020, 2015 and one of like 2020 in one eye and 2020, 2015 in the other eye. So I have beyond perfect vision, but y'all know I'm, I'm getting up there in age and I just would rather correct it before anything happens. And honestly, I would not need glass. I wouldn't even need reading glasses at all if I had worn my glasses when I was 12 years old, says my, my um, eye doctor. So what else? Um, what else? What else? Um, I think that's it, though. I think that's it. I think that's all the updates. So let's get into this episode. So the ugly, frumpy wife. So basically, being the ugly, frumpy wife insinuates, and the context that I had taken it from was my husband was out cheating with these types of women while I was at home being the ugly, frumpy wife. And this is not to say that you are actually ugly. It's just to say that you had stopped taking care of yourself. And it's when I tell you it's very normal, it's very normal. It's very normal. Um, number one, if you have an emotionally and verbally abusive husband, then it's going to be worse. But if you have a husband that is encouraging you to get dressed and do yourself up, then it's a difference because you're not at home being the ugly, frumpy wife. You're just at home 
trying to adjust to your situation. You know, maybe you just had kids, maybe you just lost your job, maybe a parent, maybe something traumatic has happened to where you are just no longer taking care of yourself and you're not aesthetically pleasing your husband as you did before. And if you have an amazing husband who doesn't care how you look, all power be it to you. But today we are talking about the husbands that have toxic and narcissistic tendencies. So um, I I guess I'll I'll give you a story from my perspective. Um, I never felt like I was the ugly, frumpy wife because I just always felt like I wanted to put it put on like and maybe mm, no, honestly, I really just always love fashion. Remember, y'all, I wanted to be a model. So I always love fashion. I always love getting dressed up. I always like being cute. But definitely after I had my first daughter, you know, money wasn't as freely flowing in as it was before I had a child. And I was 19. So, you know, wasn't nobody trying to give me no extra money in my family like they were before. Before I had a baby, every like you would have thought I was a stripper the way they was making it rain on me. After I had a baby, everybody definitely was like, fit for yourself, girl, which is sad, but it is what it is. Um, Yeah, and then once I got, like, I don't even think I ever told y'all. So after I had my first daughter, my ex-husband and I separated when she was about four four months, and I didn't speak to him or anything. See, now that should have been red flag number one, but whatever. I didn't speak to him until she was close to one years old. And I was like, look, um, we got this baby together. Like, you need to help me take care of this baby. Like, we don't have to be together. I just, Like, you just need to step up and do what you need to do. Y'all, I'll tell y'all the detailed story about that later. But that's what it was. Um, so when we had gotten back together officially and, like, moved in together, I still wasn't frumpy or anything like that. Like, I just, I was skinny as all get out. Like, I would, like... I was nursing and shorty was take like the baby was taking all of my fat. Like when I tell you I was like 114, I wasn't even 114 in high school. I was not even 114 in high school. I was so skinny. Um, so yeah, I was super skinny. So I couldn't really find anything to like fit my body because I was just like really skinny. I didn't really like to shop or anything like that. Like I just, I had lost all of my oomph that I had about me. And then I started working at the post office. And then it was like, you really couldn't tell me nothing. I started putting on weight. I like I had my own money outside of my ex-husband. So I didn't really have to ask him to do anything. Like I worked overnight. So when he was at work and like Madison was at school, I would be able to go to the mall and shop for myself and really be cute how I wanted to. So I maybe was the, the like ugly well, I wasn't his wife at that point. That, there wasn't a, a strong, solid phase of me going through being the ugly, frumpy wife. But after I had my second daughter, like my self-confidence definitely tanked because it was just all of the abuse that I had been taking for years. And then having a baby that and I know it's sad to say and I always tell Lily that she's always been wanted. But because I, I don't regret having any of my children. But him stealing my birth control and like intentionally getting me pregnant with a child that I did not want to have was like, dang, okay, like, all right, like, you got me pregnant, then you want to come and cut up and act stupid. And then like, in my pregnancy, I was going natural. And y'all know, like, when black women go natural, it's just something different. 
like people treat y'all differently. And I just always had people like tell like just not saying the most nice things while I was pregnant. Like I was going to the Kingdom Hall and I had this one girl. She used to like call me fat or she would like say my nose was spreading or she would like say I was getting darker, which that I didn't mind because I like being I love being dark skin. Like the darker the berry baby, darker me. Um, but it, she was just being very nasty. And I didn't, like, at that time, my ex-husband was not, like, he just wasn't, he was just being him. I'm going to just say that. He was being him. So, I didn't think I was ugly or frumpy, but that's kind of how he treated me. So, it was just, like, I know I'm not ugly. Like, I, I know, like, I'm desirable because... I have people that are asking to take me out and marry me because, you one, you can't even tell I'm pregnant. Like, I, I had other people making me feel like I wasn't the ugly, frumpy wife and not my ex-husband. Not the person who was supposed to make me feel that way. And a lot of times we get lost in what how somebody else feels about us because this is the person that is supposed to make us feel good. This is the person that is supposed to cater to how we're feeling this is the person that is supposed to like really this is the person that is supposed to help us build our self-confidence because one we are having this child together so this is the person who is if in doubt is supposed to be there excuse me be there for you no matter what helping you with that because your body is changing so i do i do think it's kind of negative to say i to call yourself the ugly frumpy wife but you know society wants us to feel like we have to look a certain way for us to not be considered frumpy and honestly in my family like at least on my father's side on my father's side of the family they will always be like let me tell you something pregnancy is not the time to to look ugly pregnancy is the time that you want to keep your nails done you want to keep your feet done you want to keep yourself looking good because it helps with your self-esteem and it helps with you know, keeping your significant other interesting. Now, there are some issues that lie within that, but we won't get into that. I just feel like when we let ourselves go, I feel like we allow that person to win because some of us did have very toxic partners. So when we had those partners, we we kind of were invested in how they felt about us. We were invested in what they wanted, what they found attractive, and what they didn't find attractive. But peep game, for, at least for me, a lot of the times when men cheat and they say, oh, I don't like this or I don't like that, it's usually everything they're telling you not to do, they like in somebody else, just not in you. They don't want you to do it. So do it anyway. Do, do it anyway. Because who finna say something to you about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, who who's going to tell you that you shouldn't get yourself dressed up? And, and even when we feel our worst is when we should look our best. Because sometimes feeling good on the outside can help us to feel better on the inside. Did I pass my exit? No. Feeling good on the outside can help us to feel better on the inside. And I think I might have got derailed <laughs> in this episode. But I feel like you get the point. Like, I... I will for us to understand that we are beautiful no matter what we look like. And it's never us being the ugly, frumpy wife at home because we're being wives. We're being mothers. Sometimes we don't even have time to take care of ourselves. Sometimes, listen, 
my depression used to get so deep. Sometimes I wouldn't even brush my teeth. Sometimes I wouldn't even take a shower. Like I, I was deep in my depression. I didn't want to get up and do anything, anything, nothing. So the fact that you can get up and wash your face, comb your hair, brush your teeth and all of that stuff, celebrate that, celebrate that. Because sometimes we get lost and we forget that we did go through these traumatic experiences. And once we get to the other side, we're like, dang, and we start getting hard on ourselves about things that sometimes are completely out of our control. But don't let your appearance be one of them. Don't let and anybody can brush their teeth, wash their hair, moisturize their face, and you know, slick your hair back. You know, don't don't ever allow who you are to be dictated by somebody again. And I feel like the ugly, frumpy wife at home was used by abusive, toxic men and the women that they cheat with. Because women will say who our mistresses will say like, oh, well, I, I look like this and his wife look like that. And it's just like, yeah, because you ain't got to deal with the nonsense. I got to deal with it at home. You, you get to be happy and cute and fun and, and live this lifestyle that I don't get to live and get to see the side that and, and we're not even going to get into how these men take on our personalities. So women don't really like them. They just like the personalities that we've given them that they've taken on for, uh, from us. But that's a, another episode for another day. But it's like, yeah, you get to get this version of him that is really who I used to be because he stole my personality. So you get to get that person and I have to deal with the residuals of being beat down, lashed out on and, and all the other things. You feel me? So I think we should dispel ugly, frumpy wife at home. Because you were never ugly from and frumpy when he, when he attempted to bag you, right? You were never ugly and frumpy when you were being sought after and pursued. Don't, don't allow it to shake your confidence. Confidence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. Girl, is you trying to get over? It's too late now. Let me mind my business. Anywho, also, y'all... <laughs> Getting into having a studio or whatnot. Oh, I'm getting over. B. Um, getting into having a studio or whatnot. You can flash me if you want to, sir. I'm, I'm not bothered by it. Getting into having a studio or whatnot. I'm going to be like editing my podcast episodes because I know y'all be hearing all sorts of stuff. Me talking to my kids, me in traffic, all that other stuff. It's happening, guys. Okay, it's happening. And I need to get a new microphone because y'all, I told y'all my kids broke my other one. But anywho, sidetrack. It is a full moon tonight, right? And we just went into, or if if it's not the ninth yet, we're about to go into a retrograde on the ninth. So allow yourself to release all that baggage, right? You are no longer who you used to be. And if you're leaving your toxic relationship, Start leaving cute. You know what I'm saying? Too often we want to leave looking like how we feel. No. You finna see me glow up. Like, I definitely was super cute, like, super cute when I was leaving my ex-husband. Like, hair, getting my hair done. Like, you know what? That was a very toxic situation. (laughs) But 
whatever. Like I was buying heels. I was like, when I tell you I was getting cute, because at that point, yes, we were living together, but he was seeing other people. I was seeing other people. And you're going to see me seeing other people looking cute. Like, I'm not about to look frumpy because you feel like I should look frumpy. No, you about to see me dressed up, dipped up, iced out. You feel what I'm saying? So don't allow because you're leaving a marriage, because you're leaving a situation, because you're getting divorced, because you separated from your childhood. And, and then another thing, even if you decide to stay with this person after all these years and all this toxic behavior, don't lose yourself. Don't just because you decided to stay doesn't mean that you're stupid. It doesn't mean that you're dumb. It doesn't mean any of those things. It doesn't. Now, should you get therapy? Absolutely. I believe you should. But I believe everybody should get therapy. Shoot, I'm looking for another therapist. Now, I don't think I need therapy. I really think I just need... I don't know what I need at this point. But I don't think I need a therapist. But I've also... That doesn't mean... I've had a therapist for a good bit of time. Since I moved down... I've been down here, what, a total of three years now? I had a therapist for literally two and a half of those years. Two and a half. So don't ever feel ashamed, feel embarrassed or anything like that about having a therapist. Everybody needs somebody to talk to just to have their side of the story heard, just to have their understanding and their perspective heard. Because talking to talking to um, talking to toxic people, talk, talking to narcissistic people, they will have you out here thinking it's you, baby. They will have you out here thinking your perspective is wrong. Your version of things is wrong. They will gaslight you into making it seem like it's you that's crazy and not them that's out here literally stabbing you. Not, if that is a trigger for you, I apologize. I mean, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, they will be out here doing the most, right? They'll be out here poking you. And then you'll be like, um, why are you poking me? And they'll be like, what? What are you talking about? Anybody even poking you while they're poking you? And then when they stop poking you and you bring it back up, like, remember when you poked me and then you said you weren't poking me while I was watching you poke me? Yo, you always want to live your life in the past. Yo, that's why I don't like that's why I don't like dealing with you. That that's why that's why I be out here cheating and shit. Cause you always like don't allow somebody to make you feel like that. Right? Don't. You are always the prize. You with your kids. You with your attitude, you with how who you are, you with how you appear, you with how you come to wherever you're going. You will always be the prize because you worked on yourself. You did the work. You did what was necessary to become the best version of you. So you will always be the prize. And don't let anybody make you feel any different because anybody that tries to make you feel different, that's just an indicator that you need to get on about your business. Because nobody that loves you and that wants the best for you is going to make you feel low. You hear me? Nobody. So I hope we have dispelled that foolish topic because you were never the ugly, frumpy wife. You were just looking how you were being treated at home. But now that you are aware of it, now you're free to spread your wings, baby. Spread them. Spread them wings and watch the sky open up for you. You hear me? You hear me? (laughs) So, thank you for listening to my podcast today. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that it has helped you and served you well. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. 
I ain't got the vid, y'all. Um, I hope that it has served you well. And I hope that you share this podcast with others. I hope that you, <coughs> excuse me. I just hope that this brings some type of joy, some type of aha moment to your life. Because coming out of these toxic ass situations can be very hard and it can be very trying and it can be very, very damaging to the psyche. And I will you to be the person that you have always known that you could be or that you used to be. And with that being said, I will check y'all in another, in the next episode. Um, yeah, I love and adore everybody who has been listening to my podcast. I love and adore everybody who has been sticking with me while I figure out and develop this podcast. I really, truly do appreciate it. And I hope to check you guys and see you in the next episode. And listen, I ain't forget, I ain't forget about the five-star rating. I did not forget. I ain't forget. You still got to leave a five-star rating. You still got to subscribe. You still got to share. You still got to end, and you can leave voice notes now. So talk to me. What's up, you? <laughs> and I'll check you guys in the next episode. Bye.